0: A world of history and architecture. A world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel.
1: Greetings, students, and welcome to this special edition of The Professor Travel, domestic edition. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Southern California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where we come as a community in order to discuss them. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and ultimately to enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me at a variety of different social media platforms, including but not limited to my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com, on YouTube, on YouTube. On Facebook and now on TikTok, you can reach me at the Professor Travel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitterer, you can find me on Twitter at the Professor TR1. And if you're a blogger, you can find me on BlogSpot at the Professor Today, my visiting professor comes to us from the great state of Arkansas, Ashley Lambert. How are you, Ashley? I'm very
2: well, Scott. thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for coming. I really appreciate. It. We've been trying to get this coordinated for a while, and I do I, again, I really appreciate. It. I know you're very busy, so i'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep us to a schedule here. But for the benefit of my students, I wanted to just ask you a little bit about your credentials, maybe a little bit about your educational background and maybe mm-hmm. some places that you traveled before.
2: Sure. Um, I received my undergraduate degree in criminal justice here in the state of Arkansas at Southern Arkansas University. I have a master's degree in public administration and I received my juris doctorate from Arizona Summit Law School. Um, I I practiced uh, criminal criminal law for. About three years, and then now I'm currently a um, criminal justice program chair and instructor at Shorter College, which is an HBCU here in Arkansas.
1: Well, congratulations on that, by the way. I am so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And again, Uh, to the students out there, the focus of this is on the great state of Arkansas. So I know very little about Arkansas, Ashley. So I was wondering if you can share some information in terms of history and the things that you know about the state of Arkansas.
2: Sure. Um, So... As you can tell, or if you can assume, Arkansas is a, is a southern state. It was it was part of the Confederacy. Um, strangely enough, though, during um, after well Reconstruction, um, during Reconstruction, many slaves from the east uh, migrated to Arkansas. Um, uh, let's see. Was so, there a reason for that, by the way? Well. I, uh, I don't know, but if I'm just going to take an educated guess, <laughs> um, not really knowing the direction or how far west to go or north to go, um, many stopped in Arkansas. Arkansas is a uh, is full of fertile land. You can easily farm um, here in Arkansas, especially along the the delta the delta region. Um, so that's what I would assume. Okay. Uh, so, just a little known fact, many, many people don't know, Arkansas was once part of the um, Louisiana Territory. Okay. It was uh, part of the Louisiana Purchase, and there's an, the actual site where the inventory was taken um, for um, assets and property uh, for, during the Louisiana Purchase was here in Arkansas in a small town right outside of West Helena, Arkansas. Okay. So, um Moving forward in history, we have the um, and I'm going to save it for most of it for later on um, the uh, Civil Rights Movement. One of the monu- monumental uh, movements was, as you're probably aware of, the Little Rock Central um, Integration, um, also in a small town called uh, Elaine, Arkansas. Many people know about Black Wall Street, but they don't know that a similar occurrence happened in Elaine, Arkansas, very predominant black community, thriving. You know, professionals. Um, over two hundred people, black people, were killed. Um, you know, it's it's it's
1: a, it's a it's a harsh reality. And the thing about it is that a lot of people in 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 the white privileged community that I'm part of, unfortunately, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and I. I we're starting to learn a little bit more about the history of the African-American community because of some things that are going on in, of all things, the entertainment industry. Um, We're starting to see things in shows like Watchmen and uh, Lovecraft Country, where it's talking about things like what happened in Oklahoma, and then now we're starting, or in Tulsa specifically, and now we're starting to learn about other places as well, and we're like, we never knew this. This was not in our history books as we were growing up.
2: sad thing is, as history goes, many of us... Unless you're, you know, like me, I like to read and you know watch videos and documentaries on this. Many of us don't know, you know, because that obviously was not, and I can understand why, if I'm from looking from the other side, was not in the history books. Yes,
1: yeah. it, it's just, it's just, it's just tragic. But it's one of those things I think that as time is going on, we're starting to see the African American community reclaim that knowledge and share that with the rest of the uh, of us here in the country and um to the benefit of us uh that that know this it makes for a I think a better communication between the communities. So when you understand yeah. it, you can understand a little bit more about the play. We haven't, we can't obviously experience it and I can't stand in anyone's shoes, but right. at the same time, it's one of those things where if we if we can l- shut up and listen, <laughs> then we can what? understand a little bit more <laughs> you know what? about what's going on.
2: That'll go a long way on many, many issues, not just race relations, you know, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just, just shut up and listen. Yeah, yeah
1: I know. Right? My husband says that all the time. So believe me, I get <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> you know, no, maybe I was be married if that was the case but.
1: <laughs> well let's let's talk a little bit about the beautiful state and and talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about the just the geography of the area um, I have a couple pictures on here by the way for those of you listening on the podcast you obviously want to come over to the YouTube channel so you can see some of the lovely pictures that are on here as well um, share with me some of the just the, what it's like living in the state like Arkansas well
2: I will say this um, although Arizona is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I miss home. I miss Arkansas. Yeah. Um, the trees, the greenery. Um, I missed the uh, the change of seasons. Fall is so beautiful. Um, my backyard, the leaves are, you know, orange, red, you know, purple. Um, the landscape. So in southern Arkansas, where I'm from, people consider it the rolling hills. Okay. Yeah. It's very, you know, up and down, um, in Northwest Arkansas, you have the Washita mountains. Um, it's actually a great deal of Northwest Arkansas is mountainous. Um, there's a little town called Eureka Springs. Many okay. people know about hot springs, but Eureka Springs is in the mountains. It's right before you get to, um, Missouri, okay. um, it's it's very scenic. Uh Arkansas, and I know I'm I'm kind of partial, but truthfully speaking, um it's a very beautiful place. Um and it's it's interesting because once you go to east, drive further east, it's very flat. Okay. It's when you get closer to the the Delta region, which the Delta region, when I refer to the Delta, I'm talking about the um The regions along the Mississippi river. Okay. Okay. That's the Delta region. So it's very flat out there. So you get a variety, a variety of, of scenes and terrain in the state of Arkansas, just like the weather, you know, you don't know what you're going to get to the other. Um,
1: And, And for the benefit of the students that are listening, um, Ashley and myself, we met in Arizona, and that's why she had made mention. It's, it's a, it's a little bit different than Arizona. Obviously, with the deserts over there, um, you have. Now, it it can get hot though at it, it, certain times of the year in Arkansas, yeah. but it's a different type of heat. You're dealing with a lot more humidity there.
2: Yeah, you are dealing with humidity, and I'm going to be um, PC and say um, is an indigenous summer. You know, they call it. You know, if can I say. It? Sure. It, they call it a um, an Indian summer. Okay. So basically, the weather and I don't know where the phrase come from, but the weather can be temperature wise 100 degrees, but the humidity will make it feel like. 115 you know and you're sticky um so it will it can get really hot i believe the the dry heat in phoenix in arkansas humidity it's a it's a trade-off really
1: it's. Uh, i think it's like one of those things that you have to really know how to dress you have to know how to how to stay cool um like with when we were in arizona if i had a Awning outside my house, I could stay in the heat even if it was 120. Because then right. when I was under that awning, all of a sudden it was 20 degrees less. But in when it, when you're in a humid environment like Arkansas, Louisiana, Florida, mm-hmm. Hawaii, Thailand, places mm-hmm. like that, it's it permeates all around you. It almost feels like you're swimming in it, and so it's a very different kind of heat. Right.
2: Uh, correct. Now, if we're talking about um, um, the bordering states, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the states that border Arkansas is um, Louisiana is directly south of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Alabama, which is southeast of Arkansas. Okay. Mississippi is central. I mean, it's just to the east of Arkansas, like in the middle. Okay. And then Tennessee is on a northeast corner of Arkansas. Yeah. And then you have uh, Missouri, which is directly north of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And Oklahoma, which is northwest of Arkansas. Wow. And then Texas, which is (laughs) on the west side of Arkansas.
1: (laughs) There are so many states that border Arkansas. Right.
2: You never think about that, right?
1: No, I I hadn't. I mean, because I I live in California, and so for me – It's just either Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, or Mexico around us. And that's it. So, but you have like seven states that border you.
2: We do, really. Um, It takes from Little Rock, which um, I'm from the Little Rock. uh, I live in the Little Rock metro area, really outside. It takes about two hours for me to get to Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: That's that's actually not that bad, actually, if I think about it. I mean, in Arizona, it would take us hours to get to either Las Vegas or Southern
2: California. I, I hate people say, oh, that's not that bad. You're close to um, um, Vegas. I'm like, not really, but okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, maybe by flight. That's about it. So, I know. <laughs> then let's, let's move into the weather. Um, again, we talked a little bit about it, but some of the extreme conditions, though, <clears throat> that can happen. I, obviously, okay. you guys do get tornadoes. You guys do get some flooding. You guys do get course winters and, and maybe even some... Right. Little-
2: Hurricanes from time to time. Am I missing anything? Yeah. So um, as far as ice, it's yeah. it's weird. Climate change is serious. It's real. I mean, real. It happens um, because as long as I can remember, we've probably had a real deep snow maybe five times but we get ice and then on top of that ice we get a thin layer of snow that's why that's what makes it so dangerous um and the reason why i mentioned climate change is because i remember my dad saying and a fifth grade teacher of mine saying that when they were little it snowed all the time it was nothing to get seven eight inches of snow but now it's ice so we have ice storms um and you're right we do have tornadoes i do not one thing i'm not looking forward to is tornado season because i just moved back here from the Mexico and um, I, I you know I could easily say I don't miss um, the tornado season um, <laughs> and whenever there's a hurricane south of us we get the remnants of that we get the wind gusts we, we but we don't get the strongness of an of a hurricane of course it the levels go down the degree go down um, but yeah you pretty much have it uh, rain but it's beautiful I, you know
1: during, well, at least during the year, I, I do want to ask though a really quick question because here in California we have a, and I imagine everywhere else. So I want to I want to run this by you too. Like whenever we have earthquakes here in California, it's like what would be like a catastrophic earthquake on the east coast where people are like mm-hmm. it's a 4.0 the house is shaking we're gonna all die over here I, that barely even gets my attention and <laughs> like unless it's a 6.5 or something that knocks me out of bed yeah. I, I won't even pay attention that being said with other weather phenomena in your area like with tornadoes and stuff like that i've talked with people like in louisiana and uh, texas where they've said oh you know it's just a tornado no big deal i'm like no big deal that, like, would lift my house. I would freak out if I thought there was a tornado. Is there, like, like are you really, like, concerned about, like, some of the weather phenomenons in your area?
2: I, I see what they're saying about the tornadoes. No big deal. Because we get them. Um, there could be a tornado, and it could be so light we don't know it. Yeah. Right? Um, only to- and, 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 we had,
1: and we had dust devils in Arizona. I mean, it wasn't like that.
2: Right. Big. Exactly. Only time I'm what, – what really makes a – Okay. Yeah. So tornadoes, we're not really just too concerned about that. We're concerned, but it's not the level of concern that... You know, you would probably have if there was a tornado. <laughs> yeah, in you know, um, California. Um, yeah,
1: that, that would freak me out if there was a tornado like right around my house. I would, I right, think I, we wouldn't know what to do.
2: Yes, but you know, one interesting thing: there is something called the Meridian Fault Line. Okay, um, it's along the border of Meridian, Arkansas, and Meridian, Mississippi, okay. and it's the record one of the recorded you know strongest earthquakes. I mean, you know, on record um, So there are like very small Seismic earthquakes um, I remember Having one, we actually felt it Before I moved to Phoenix, so around 2011 Or 10 Okay. Um, so we have very small occurrences But it's so rare um, So you can say Arkansas can kind of get All of the Major <laughs> You
0: know
1: <laughs> if It happens, it happens
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: Well,
1: let's move on to culture. Culture is one of my favorite things to talk about because there's so much wonderful things to talk about. It seems like the religions within the area either fluctuate. I mean, there's a variety of different religions, it seems, within the state. But the Southern Baptist Convention is obviously one of the bigger ones. Um, There's also a lot of Native American within the the general region as well. But are there any others that are, like, super prominent to you?
2: Yes. So you have – so you said you're Southern Baptist. You have your Church of Christ. Mm -hmm um uh, and your your um church of god in christ um those are the ones that i grew up seeing around my small town of only about 11,000 plus
0: okay
2: um were those those four they're really predominant oh and actually kingdom hall jehovah's witnesses oh yeah absolutely yeah uh but you know they're everywhere um yeah, so that's pretty much it. You had it, you hit the nail on the head with the Southern Baptist.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the bigger locations for the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. Um, what about in terms of art? And when I think about art, I think of either um, painters, sculptors, dancers, uh, fine artists, uh, writers, or or actors and singers.
2: So, um, as far as art, growing up, dance was a big thing. I think clogging is a real Southern thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tap, tap, tap. I'm, a, I'm aware of tap dancing, but clogging <laughs> was a huge thing um, growing up. And um, gymnastics mm-hmm. is big. Oh, nice. And um, now it's more so um, contemporary dance. You will see, um, and cheer, I don't know how to describe it, but have you seen Bring It?
1: Oh, yeah, Bring It. Yeah. So we'll bring, that's it on, bring It On. Yeah.
2: Huge in the South. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and as far as as far as actors, oh, interesting thing. Okay, we talked about Mary um, Steinbergin, and if I think I'm pronouncing it right, Mary Steinbergin, yeah. Steinbergin, yeah. And she's from North Arkansas. I mean, excuse me, Little Rock, Arkansas. She went to North um, Little Rock High School. That's okay. why I was. Um, you have Billy Bob Thornton, of course. <laughs> You have uh, Johnny Cash is from a place called Kingman, Arkansas, which is, um, if you're familiar with Pine Love, maybe not. But let's just say it's about an hour and a half north of where I'm from, which is Magnolia, Arkansas. He's from um, Arkansas. We have Al Green. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Joe Jackson. Okay. <laughs> <He's from> Arkansas. <laughs> um, People like Conway Twitty. He's from Arkansas. Yeah. Um, You have Neo. He's from Arkansas. Everybody knows that President Bill Clinton is from Arkansas. Um, And then the editor, the former editor-in-chief and creator of Ebony and Jet Magazine is from Arkansas. Okay. And Willie... Ray, he played Dolomite, that guy. If you if you know who Dolomite is, he's from a place called Forest City, Arkansas. He's a comedian. Um, he he's probably more of a he's probably cult um, uh, famous, you know. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so mm-hmm. that's awesome though. I mean, I, again, I'm
1: getting education because I didn't know a lot of the people were from Arkansas, except for of course, Bill Clinton, yeah. which I think is like kind of a given. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, now in terms of the language in the area, it's pre- predominantly English. There's not a lot of Spanish or French influence in the area. No. Okay. Uh, but occasionally you'll have, you'll have native American um, within the area. And of course then the, maybe there's some native American tongues, but it's primarily English no matter what
2: right. Great. Yeah. Can I add this little piece? Please, um, pretty, yeah. Uh, as far as the art, I don't know why I missed this, but, you know, uh, the blues, Rhythm and Blues was actually born in the Delta area, Arkansas, Mississippi. And you had people who spent spent many of their time here, such as B.B. King, mm-hmm. um, and he, the song Lucille yeah. and his, um, yeah, yeah. It originated from a fight that broke out when BB King was performing at in um, West Memphis, Arkansas, and the place caught on fire. He and others ran out, and he ran back in to get his guitar. Bizarre. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and,
2: and, you know, and it was amazing that a wonder that he made it out. And the next day, he found out that the fight. Broke out over a woman named Lucille. So <laughs> that's where they come from.
1: <laughs> Good information. This is history yeah. that we're talking about. Um, okay, let's move into one of my favorite topics, which is diet and food. Now, When I think of Arkansas, the things that stand out to me are soul food, southern cooking, catfish, hush puppies, things like that. Um, But those aren't necessarily distinctively Arkansas, as you may Mm -hmm. mention before Mm -hmm. we started recording.
2: Right. So i would say those are distinctive for the delta region okay. delta region meaning alabama louisiana arkansas mississippi memphis uh you know those areas of course you have your carolinas but I, primarily i would say those are um, i would say originators or births from these areas now one thing that's also prominent around here is crawfish mm. yeah crawfish you have all types of seafood boils uh i'm getting just excited thinking about (laughs) it Uh, gumbo you know uh, your red beans and rice um yeah your red beans and rice and everything so uh
1: yeah yeah Yeah, okay alligator alligator, really
2: Mm -hmm. so as i didn't mention this earlier but it's very swampy here especially in south arkansas central arkansas and the mississippi area You know, you have your people don't think about this in relation to Arkansas, your um, alligators. Yeah. So yeah, alligator is a uh, it's great. Yeah, I've had, I've had
1: alligator poppers before, like little fried up alligator with like dipping sauces and stuff like that. But I don't know like how you get it prepared typically. So Right on a
2: stick.
1: Right on a stick.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh. That's awesome. <laughs> um, now, in terms of the sports teams within your area, um, not any necessarily professional teams as per se, but college teams rule the land, it seems, in, in Arkansas. Yes, yes.
2: College teams rule the land in Arkansas, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. Arkansas, yes Uh, Well, one reason being We don't have a professional team Mm -hmm. But I think the support Would be just as great If we did have a professional team Um, You know, Wu-Pi-Sui We love our Razorbacks Of course Um, And then you have um, I guess a minor league um, The Diamonds, I believe
1: Okay Um are they related? Are, are 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 they like a farm team for another for another it's a
2: baseball family? team?
1: Are like maybe related to the Diamondbacks or?
2: Yes. Oh. Oh. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. You know, I know I'm supposed to be the expert on this, but I No, don't
1: no, no. It's okay. <laughs> We're not going to delve into stuff that you're not, you know, like an expert on. So that's fine. And then to the best of your knowledge, though, there's no state holidays that pop out to you or anything like that, right?
2: No, there's no state holiday. Well, Daisy Bates. Um, I didn't think about this. Daisy Bates. Day. Um, Daisy Bates was the organizer well, one of the organizer um, of the um, Little Rock Nine, she took care of them. She, um, you know, she was a liaison as far as uh, the government and and deciding how things were going to to be handled when it came to the children um, integrating uh, Little Rock Central High School. Okay. So do you, you know, have a date day.
1: Do you know when that occurs? What time of year?
2: I don't know. Okay. Because the school a- that I actually teach at, yeah. she graduated from. That's her alma mater. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, that's
1: awesome. So I imagine there's probably like a lot of, like, it, or do they actually have like, um, uh, like memoriam information about her at the school itself? Or? Uh,
2: yes, they do. They do. I need to take time out to read it, but yeah. Okay, so
1: let's talk about the population of the state of Arkansas. Um, so, do you know about how big the state of Arkansas is? Population?
2: No, I don't. But I can find out by the end of this. By the end of this, I will. Okay,
1: um, let's take a look really quick on the map here. Um, there's a large, like red area which indicates high population density right in the center there. Do you know what that that is?
2: Yes, that is a little the Little Rock metro area. Okay. So Little Rock is the capital of Arkansas.
1: Okay. And then up in this area in the northwest corner?
2: So um, that's what I like to call Razorback Country. Okay. (laughs) Um, That would be your Fayetteville, Bentonville, Blytheville area. That's also one explanation for the high population there, a higher population there, is because you have your, um, industry, Walmart, J.B. Hunt, you know, that's where I know those two are located. So that's where a lot of the jobs are.
1: Oh, and speaking of which, let's talk about the economy. You mentioned Walmart, you mentioned J.B. Hunt. Um, uh, Tyson, uh, farms are obviously very big in your area. Dillard's, uh-huh. as we may mention, uh, University of Arkansas hires a lot of people as well. And Windstream, um, the RV company, uh, hires a lot in your, and in, in, in they produce a lot within the state. Right. Um, any other large employers within your state that pop out to you, or are those pretty much the biggest employers within the state?
2: None of the biggest, but I know there's a Pilgrim's Pride, which is a Tyson, like Tyson, um,
1: their competitor. Oh, that
2: used to be really big. Yes. Um um No, I know in my small town there's one of the one of the few bromine producing plants mm. um you know in the country that is located here. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. To claim to fame. So
1: that's kind of cool. <laughs> so now in terms of the travel and transportation, um, there are some people who like to drive a lot. Um, what are the roads like within your state? Are they pretty welcome maintained? I know you guys get a lot of rain. Um, so I don't know if potholes are a major issue within your area.
2: I would say potholes Uh, our major issue and maybe I'm just feeling some type of way because I was traveling one day back to New Mexico and I hit a pothole when it was raining and my tire just went flat
1: no yes oh
0: yeah
2: so the roads could use some help, but in the defense of Arkansas, that is an interstate. So the federal needs to give us some funds. Um, I will say
1: hearing it. <laughs>
2: right. Right. The um, interesting thing, though, that we're talking about this is because on the ballot, um, this election was I forget what proposition it was, but it was to. um have funds or I allocate funds to fix the roads, the infrastructure in, I mean, the travel in Arkansas. So obviously there's, a, they're acknowledging that there is a need to um, fix it.
1: Yeah. After a while now, in terms of airports, ports, and train depots within your state, um, what are the major airports? I would imagine Little Rock's probably the biggest airport within the state.
2: You know, I want to say Little Rock, but I, I, I know there's a major one in Northwest Arkansas. I've never flown out of it because um, you can imagine there having to be one in Northwest Arkansas considering you know the jobs and you know um, the major companies yeah. being um, but as far as I know it, it is the the William and Hillary Clinton <laughs> National Airport. it's there is no international airport.
1: Okay. Uh, so it's a regional airport, primarily.
2: Well, no, there's not a regional. So there is a regional airport in Texarkana, Arkansas, which is even smaller. They only have small carriers, you know, maybe the connecting carriers. Okay. Um, so that's the difference with, uh, and it's very limited, even limited more than a national airport. Okay. You know, so It'll, it'll fly out around the country, um, but it doesn't fly out of the country. And therefore... The prices, the tickets are much higher.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, in terms of train transportation, is there, like, a robust train system within the state of Arkansas, or is it not that prominent?
2: Yes. So, there is – I know there is one location that I have actually – my ex-husband and I actually caught the train – not caught the train, I guess. Yeah. Wrote train out of um, Little Rock, which I never knew it existed because who actually – you know, ride the train nowadays, but yeah. So the first and only time I I rode the train, I actually was left at a bus depot in Texarkana, Arkansas. But that's a story. <laughs> but yeah, so we do have a train system here. I, whatever the major one is throughout the country.
1: Okay, And then finally, um, something a little unique to Arkansas is that you don't have a ocean port, but you do have river ports along the Mississippi and the Delta region. Um yeah. so are there any large major industry ports that are that you, that come to mind for you?
2: No, but no one is there because every time I am driving near the airport, I see the port for the river port because, um, there's also the Arkansas river that flows into the Mississippi river. The Arkansas river is actually pretty big. Um, so I know there is one there. I just don't know the name of it.
1: That's okay. And then in terms of, uh, tourism within your state, Mm -hmm. what are like the biggest tourist attractions? Um,
2: The Crater of Diamonds, which is near um, Hope, Arkansas. Mm. You know, that's where they found the Hope Diamond. That's where it comes from.
1: Oh, I Um, did not know that.
2: Yeah, Arkansas has one of the few... Um, active diamond craters in the country. Yes. Nice. You can actually go there and look for diamonds. They just recently found one. Um, it was a yellow diamond. It was pretty big and they found one that was actually bigger than the hope diamond. So, um, really? Yeah. So, uh, that's why it's called the natural state, you know, <laughs> not only do we have diamonds and plenty of forestry, but we have oil and, um, lakes, but yeah, that's a big attraction. You have uh, hot springs, which is a big attraction. Eureka Springs, um, hot springs and Eureka Springs. If you look into history, is a big spot for the gangsters back in the day, like your Al Capone's. Nice. Um, yeah. So I would say those are the bigger attractions. Oh yeah. So, um, as, as I talked about before, each one of these counties, we have our own um, festivals, festivals. Yeah. And each year, the Food Network would come to the Arkansas Blossom Festival, which we have the world steak um, cook off. And I mean, it's 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 really nice. It's kind of like a Hallmark movie. Mm. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: that, that It's that type of festival.
1: That's fun, though. I mean, you get these festivals that happen that spring up all over the year. We, we don't see them that much here in California, but when you go across the states, they have different types of things that um, really showcase – the types of cuisine and the different culture that you guys have in your specific mm-hmm. state. So I think those are fun. It's, it does seem like that would be something really to experience.
2: the Purple Hole, right? It's something called the Purple Hole Pea Festival in a little town about 30 minutes south of here. I never went, you know, but people like it.
1: <laughs> well, you'll have to go and tell us about it sometime.
2: <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, Arkansas has three million thirty-nine thousand,
1: yeah, people. Population-wise, very nice. Um, in terms of the government, now, a trend I am seeing as I'm doing more and more of these interviews is um, the, the state in general tends to be one way, but the cities in general tend to be democratic. So – in your specific state, the federal government and the two state senators, the representatives, are primarily conservative. And then when we get into Little Rock and places like that, they tend to be a little bit more um, democratic. Would Am I right on that?
2: Yes, you're right. Um, so as you said, the federal government representatives are more so um, conservative, which is disappointing. I was really hoping that Joyce won for <laughs> Phoenix. But, you know. Um, interesting though, many people in the more um, populous areas, you know, voted Democratic. You know, did you guys and see then, a larger uh, turnout this time around? Yeah, yes, we did. We okay. did. Um, and then, and in places like um, Pine Bluff, which is a small city. Um, about hour 45 minutes south of Little Rock, it was more democratic. Okay. Um, it's just that the rural areas are, you know, they rule. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: they, and that's okay. Um, I, you know, it's really interesting to see that dynamic, um, but it also lets people who are politicians know kind of where they need to focus and concentrate on in order to kind of educate and make sure that they're getting their policies across. Okay, and let's continue then. Um, we're going to go into talking a little bit about the resources within the great state of Arkansas. Now, the things that come up to mind that I was doing some research on, um, rice along the Delta obviously is a staple, but then you have soybeans, our production that are really plentiful there, and then farming. Uh, you get the cattle farming, you get the chicken farming <laughs> um, and ranches. Uh, anything else I'm leaving out there?
2: Uh, no. You're not leaving anything out, uh, per se, as I I discussed before. Once you travel along, you know, going east of Arkansas, near the Delta, you will find, you know, everything. You you will find rice on one side, on down the street. You can find cotton on the other. Oh, yeah.
1: Cotton's a huge production down there as well.
2: Yes. Cotton. Um, It's interesting. When I would drive to my ex-in-laws to the Helena area... um, you would see an old plantation house and i mean with the slave quarters and everything it's so interesting and then on that on one side of the field in the back you could see cotton or wheat i can't remember but on the other side of the street of the highway you would see rice fields mm.
0: So it's almost yeah.
1: like one side is staples for food, and the other sides are staples for like textiles and things like that. Or
2: right or and that's in the Mississippi Delta area because it's so rich with the soil is very rich in the in the Mississippi Delta. If you if you can imagine, sometimes that Mississippi River will flood, you know, and come inland. Mm-hmm. And I think years of that has you know made it even you know richer. Nice.
1: Okay. Wonderful. Let's continue then into the education within the state. Now, the two big colleges that stand out to me, at least, are the University of Arkansas and Arkansas State University. But you said that there are others as well that are really kind of prominent, too.
2: Yeah. So overall, Arkansas has about 40 um, institutions of higher education. Mm -hmm. Um, So, as you stated, the biggest is University of Arkansas and then um, Arkansas State University. Um, They're all within the most of them are within the um, University of Arkansas. Arkansas system. Mm-hmm. So, University of Central Arkansas, mm-hmm.
0: oh, um, yes.
2: the UCA Bears um, here in <laughs> Conway, Arkansas, which is like 30 minutes outside, well, 40 minutes outside of, of Little Rock, where Euler is, University of Arkansas, Little Rock. Um, I went to Southern Arkansas University, which is Southwest Arkansas. Um, it's about population, it's a small university, but the population is about 4,000. Um, if you're not counting the um, Southern Arkansas University Tech, which is um, 30 minutes north, um, then you have University of Arkansas Monticello. Okay. Um, and then you have University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, which is a historically black college university, um, HBCU. Yeah.
1: Um, and you are have there any, are there, I was going to say, are there any other HBCUs that are in the Arkansas
2: area? Yes, you have Shorter College and you have Philander Smith University. Okay. Atlanta, it's a private, um, it's a private university. Okay. Um, I believe there's about 10, maybe 12 private universities here. Uh uh-huh. um, And then there's HSU, Henderson State University, okay. uh, which is a public university. I don't know if it's in the Arkansas, um, University of Arkansas. I don't know what you call it. System, the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you have about about 10 four year institutions in Arkansas. I know Southern Arkansas University, the mural was ranked within the top 10 one year Very nice. um, across the country. Thank you. Nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you have but you will find that anywhere in the South, really, plenty of universities. And uh, unlike in um, Arizona, I want to say what there's two, three major universities.
1: Yeah. I want to say the, the really big ones are like university of Arizona and Arizona state university and.
2: NAU. Um,
1: NAU. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a few, but there are few, but I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like a thousand universities in Arizona, but it's like, right. you know, the, the big ones really rise to the top. Um, really quickly though, um, you know, for all the higher education, there's also a literacy challenge as well, um, within the state of Arkansas, um, or at least that's my general research on the area. Would you tend to agree with that statement? So in terms of the literacy rate, what are your, what's your take on that?
2: I, I, it's, it's low. Um, I I know low is very broad, (laughs) but, um, I want to say, but it's low. But it's actually, if I remember, it's not as low as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think, in general, when you live in the United States, they try to bring up the scores around everywhere if they can.
2: Right, right, right. That that's true. But just from what being, um, I want to say, I, I hate to call myself an educator, but that's what I'm doing right now. Um, looking at the adults. That are in my class. It's pretty. It's it's disheartening, actually. Um, it, it's yeah. unique. It, it, it's a unique problem
1: that I've found. But uh, you and I are both professors at this point, mm-hmm. and and you teach uh, at your school. I teach at my school. And one of the challenges I find is that um, there's a there's a general. There, there, there are some. There are some facts that are just generally not accepted. We talked about it a little bit earlier when we talked about, um, <clears throat> you know, certain textbooks won't won't relate certain events. Uh, certain things are not general knowledge, right? And that can become a problem, but. Even even the, some of the more basic skills. And some of those challenges come about because there's not a lot of the funding going outside of the city areas. Uh, like, for example, Little, Little Rock might receive a huge amount of funding for its education, but the rural areas within that general surrounding community may not. But
2: well, you know what I find, though? The What's rural up? areas, I believe, because the classroom was so much smaller, they actually – because I grew up in a rural area. Yeah we if you look at the rankings it's not the largest school districts i don't know if it's the oversight or the scrutiny that the teachers get and that's what i hear from parochial school teachers that they don't have as much autonomy okay in the in the classrooms and just talking to parents and educators people who are in the you know parochial level many of their students aren't even writing essays Mm. and it was a requirement for me to take comp one and two
1: yeah no i understand it's if the curriculum is not developed the same along the along every level that can be a problem but then there's also then we get into the conversation about okay well when you go to some places and and i'm 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 going to bring race into this for just a second because there are some that's a fact you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you get into some places <laughs> where, uh, you know, like a, a school that's predominantly white will get a lot of additional funding, whereas you get one that's predominantly black, and they may not get as much funding because maybe they don't have um, the tax resources that are coming in from that general area, or for whatever reason, policy just shifts in a way that they're not being allocated.
2: To a disadvantage. It's correct. To a, a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And this is where cool. we get into the whole topic of systemic racism and everything that goes along right. with that. Right. Which, by the way, leads us into our next slide as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to just briefly touch base on this before we move forward. Um, it, just on a side note, I, I don't really think there's been any foreign terrorism threats that have, of any note that have been in the state of Arkansas. But when I think of in terms of crime statistics or when I think in terms of domestic terrorism, <clears throat> those have been challenges that, the people of Arkansas have had to deal with for many years. And it does go along the racial lines in a lot of cases. So tell me a little bit about that.
2: So um, when it comes to crime in Arkansas, for it to be a small um, population of of no more than, you know, 3 million, um, much of the crime is, is, it's, it's a lot of crime. But you don't realize it until you look at the stats, because most of us are in our own bubble, as in anywhere. But most of the crimes are property crimes, really, Um, whether it's um, stealing a car or I guess the proper term is a grand theft auto um, or. Um, vandalism. You have a lot of people who are committing insurance fraud, you know, against their their own property. But I think that speaks to the state of the the economy. Yeah, um, part of it. Um, so, but one thing that is notably high is rape. Um, yeah. So I think the last time I checked, there were approximately two thousand reports rape cases uh, rape incidents in 2019 mm. um, now when we talk about uh, systemic racism or hate crimes or things that should be qualified as a hate crime um, I've read many reports where it should have been qualified as a hate crime and it wasn't Yeah, and that goes to the system who, who is determining whether or not this is a hate crime yeah right. Um, so that's unfortunately a thing that we have to try to, um, find a way to overcome that hump to make sure it's rectified and, uh, punished, uh, correctly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I would agree, I would agree with that statement and you said it very eloquently there. It's one of those things that I think we have to take pause. We have to take note of, um, there are, there are some areas of our country that we are advancing in thankfully and unfortunately other areas where we're not as advanced as we need to be in terms of our communication and in terms of our understanding um i think we are starting to see some movement especially with like uh, i i mean in my opinion at least this is just my opinion right i think blm has helped to bring things to the forefront uh, for a lot of us who are kind of laymen and, and want to understand more about these types of things mm-hmm. that are going on within the African-American community, within, all, within a lot of um, communities of color in general, uh, whether right. that's uh, the Latino community, whether that's um, or Latino, Latinx community, more specifically, uh, within the indigenous community. There's a lot of different things that are going on throughout all of the states that I think members of the white community um, are just not privy to. And it's one of those things where... If we just, as we said earlier in this, (laughs) shut up and listen, (laughs) I think we're going to see some, hopefully some welcome changes um, as we continue to move along through this process. And again, I'm not trying to be political here, but I'm just saying change is a constant, and change is one of those things that I think we're going to – see help us grow as a nation
2: you have to want to change you know uh again not to get too political and i'm gonna say this i'll be done but um some people who were are just set in their way and thinking this is the way things have always been this is the way it has to be even if i've come across it even if they know that certain things are wrong right it's just this whole feel or need to be superior that will make someone's be closed, you know, their ear, you know, to the facts and the reality.
1: Do you think just as a, just out of curiosity, because, because we are both professors. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think it's just that we are more open to those things in general? We see that, especially in like a college environment Mm -hmm. or is it, or is it social dynamics and social change that help to move us in a different direction?
2: Uh, I think a little bit of both because you have to have the wherewithal to even process it and and rationalize it, in my opinion. Um, and then for me, just... Being around, now I can't say I've had, I've experienced extreme racism or blatant racism in my life. I have not, but I have seen and I've recognized it systemically against myself, like questioning, you know, my ability, my knowledge, and then I have to go in there armored, you know, 10 times more than the next person, right? Uh, so I've experienced it that way, not just as a black person, but as a woman. Uh, so I get it too, times two times too. Yeah. So, so I think experience, and as you said, being in a college environment of, uh, of intellectuals, we would hope, um, to kind of use common sense and understanding. Um, that's why it's a big push. And I wrote my my thesis paper on it for officers to require them to have a four-year degree because statistics show that most officers who are involved in officer-involved shootings or just excessive force, they don't have a four-year degree. And many people who have a four-year degree know how to rationalize and understand and using more de-escalation techniques and patients with um, suspects.
1: Absolutely. Um, before we conclude, I just want to, I just want to do one quick thing really quick with you. Um, so to end on a more positive note. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have a, I have a free ticket. I'm going to fly anywhere in the country. I want to go to Arkansas. Give me like a quick one minute elevator speech. Why do I want to go to Arkansas? Just throw it out
2: there. What well, you want to go to Ark or come here to Arkansas um, to experience Experience things you haven't experienced, especially if you're not an outdoors person. Um, there's plenty to do. You can go on the water or you can go to many lakes that we have and just relax. And um, one of the resorts that we have, experience the hot springs. They don't call it hot springs for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> a more eclectic place and still be in the mountainous area. We have Eureka Springs. If you want to experience high energy, great weather, go to one of our football games, uh, whether it's the Arkansas Razorbacks or the UCA Bears or the Southern Arkansas Mule Riders, the energy is ecstatic, it's exciting, no matter where you are. Or try some, try some of our great cuisine. I'm sure you will love it.
1: Awesome. <laughs> well, Ashley, I want to thank you so much. It has been a wonderful time interviewing you here. Again, thank you so much for your time. It really means the world to me.
2: Thank you, thank you for having me. I really
1: enjoyed myself. Awesome, thank you so much. Now for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly send them to me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. If you like this video and you'd like to see more content like this, please give us a thumbs up, we really appreciate it. Um, If you want to be notified about when new videos do go up, hit that little bell icon right above us if you're in YouTube right now and that'll let you know about that. If you haven't already subscribed, please feel free to subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. I really appreciate it. And then finally, if you're hearing us on the podcast, please feel free to rate us, review us. We really do appreciate it. So until next time, my name is Scott. I am The Professor Travel. and make
0: every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TR one Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.